Hello, everyone. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Exchange COVID-19 and Beyond, focusing on synergistic responses, COVID-19 impact consortium. With me are my co-hosts, Tony Adigbutemore and Paul O'Leary. Thanks, Maggie. Yeah, great. Tom, I, I heard from the grave yeah, the grapevine um, that you had a very successful launch of the COVID-19 impact consortium. And this is a special edition to shine more light on what the consortium is all about. I, I Today, obviously, since I wasn't able to make it, this, today is a fantastic opportunity to ask you and the co-initiators uh, questions about what the consortium is about and how it's really going to impact COVID-19 and beyond. Thanks, Maggie. Yes, I'm really excited about the topic today uh, because I believe that it will make a significant and tangible uh, difference uh, for, our, you know, when we're talking about recovery um, of our economy um, here in Nigeria. And also um, just looking at the work that SMEs and MSMEs are doing. Um, as you know, a lot of them fall within the informal sector. Um you know, space. And, and so really trying to help them to not only survive, but to thrive during this COVID-19 and beyond is, is very important, not only for the businesses, but also, as I mentioned, for economic growth and development of our country. I know the uh, objective of uh, the initiative of, uh, of of this program is to establish a coordinated mechanism for rapid response um, and crisis management, and also to strengthen the capacity of impact um, enterprises, Nigerian impact investors, philanthropy, and others in emergency management, which is rightly needed in, at this moment of um, at this moment in time. Yeah, that sounds interesting because uh, we have very interesting data that shows that the SMEs and MSMEs uh, account for about 40 million of um, total businesses um, operating in Nigeria. We have over 40 million of such SMEs and they employ over 60% of the country's workforce, which I think that is really very conservative because I, I believe they are more providing livelihood to majority of uh, homes. I also am aware um, that um, Narometrics reported that about 94.3% of businesses surveyed reported being negatively impacted by this pandemic, uh, especially in the area of cash flow, sales and revenue. So I believe that when we're looking at uh, this sector, it is a sector critical in terms of employment, in terms of lives and livelihood, and uh, the consortium and the work that would be coming out of the consortium would be um, a fantastic way forward to um, really help uh, build and grow and sustain the sector. It is, and it's going to be, and, and I'm really, also grateful that you're going to join one of our work, uh, the working group, um, to provide your insights um, as well, Maggie, as we yeah. move forward with the consortium. So, so um, to our listening audience, um, you kind of understand more as we listen to the guests today um, what the definition of uh, all of this SMEs, MSMEs, impact business, what we're trying to address. So without any further ado, it is my pleasure to welcome our guests to this special edition. Um, as Maggie said, it's called Synergistic Response COVID-19 Impact Consortium. 
So we will hear from Innocent Tukuma, the regional director for West Af Africa for the Ford Foundation, Christian Jan, the executive director for the Inclusive Business Action Network, which is part of the uh, GIZ um, family, and then Anna Viambrez, who is also uh, part of the Nigerian um, Competitiveness um, Project, uh, which is also part of GIZ, and Maria Glover, who is the project lead for Impact Investors Foundation. Anna, I understand that your work is within the agriculture value chain. Specifically, uh, you're focusing at NICOP on tomatoes, chili, ginger, and then, of course, in the fashion industry and in the textile industry, you're looking at leather. Um, please share with our listening audience more insights on what the consortium is about and why you decided to become part of the consortium. Thank you, Toyin. Okay, the Nigerian Competitiveness Program is an European Union and BMZ, which is the German International Cooperation Funded Project. Uh, it is implemented by the GIZ and we have the mandate to improve competitiveness across the tomato, ginger and chili value chains and also the leather and garment value chains. Uh, overall, we provide support through the technical, the policy and the access to finance and investment pillars. And in the area of access to finance, it has become evident that the COVID-19 is the most consequential global health, social and economic threat that we have lived so far. Uh, the huge negative economic impact at micro and macro level will mean an overall increase in the cost of borrowing and other general business costs. Uh, this will clearly have a huge impact on the smaller businesses, higher unemployment rates and an increase in the poverty levels. Um, it has never been so critical to ensure that affordable and easily accessible private capital to stabilize and grow the business is made available. There have already been multiple and massive responses from the private and public sector, from donors and the philanthropic sector, but all these responses are definitely not enough for the dimensions of this crisis and the multiple health, social and economic angles it is affecting. Additionally, some of these responses are somehow uncoordinated and if they were more synchronized and aggregated, the effect will be exponential. Uh, our program, NICOP, has already been trying to mainstream impact investment and support impact and inclusive business for the past 18 months. NICOP has always believed in the power of collaboration, and that is why we have been supporting the impact invest uh, investment ecosystem creation, which equally requires encouraging this collaboration. Uh, ABPL, the IIF, uh, the Ford Foundation, and GIZ Ivan are very much aligned to NICOP's collaborative approaches. And this partnership in the COVID-19 impact consortium was something very natural to us. In this consortium, we welcome all partners and stakeholders that want to be part of this change and lead in the economic recovery efforts in Nigeria. So basically, in a nutshell, that's why we actually believe is one of the best ways to provide the desired impact that we want to provide in the Nigerian impact ecosystem. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, thanks, Dan, um, for asking the question and Anna for sharing your insights on what uh, uh, she just asked. Um, there are five pillars or work streams that focus um, um, on, that are focus areas for the work and this includes the launch of the COVID-19 impact consortium. Um, and 
so so part of these uh, five pillars uh, include setting up an advisory department, setting up uh, of an aggregated COVID-19 solution for by convening various institutions, uh, setting up of uh, information capture and knowledge uh, dissemination strategy, and lastly, engaging government. What pillar is um, GIZ uh, NICOP leading and what are your expected outcomes? Okay, thank you for this insightful question. The COVID-19 Impact Consortium aims to coordinate and aggregate efforts among key actors to ensure further collaboration, synergies, and for more impactful and agile results in flattening the COVID-19 pandemic curve while minimizing its overall impact on Nigeria. It has been designed as a comprehensive conglomerate with these five major pillars to address all the important aspects to address the effects of the pandemic. Uh, the Nigerian Competitiveness Program is leading on the advisory and facilitation div division that aims to support impact and inclusive enterprises, reaching MSMEs, smallholder farmers, and the bottom of the pyramid to access funds and investment. Uh, this division will analyze all existing and new sources of funding to fully understand the eligibility of these funding lines. It will screen and select eligible impact and inclusive enterprises and will support them in the application and readiness process. This, we hope, will clearly enhance access to existing interventions and funds and will support the readiness of these candidates. We truly hope to be able to collaborate with donors, with programs, with philanthropy and other key stakeholders to identify this enterprises pipeline, to provide them with the required readiness support and to join efforts in the successful materialization of finance. That's why, again, we are welcoming and we are encouraging all, uh, different stakeholders to join this initiative, because the more um, stakeholders join, uh, the more impactful our results will be. Innocent. The Ford Foundation has been in the forefront of global social transformation since um, before I had teeth, I believe. This global pandemic has uh, really unearthing and exacerbated many social um, challenges, societal challenges actually, and the Ford Foundation has taken the lead amongst other grant makers to support people, communities and networks. Why has Ford Foundation decided to support the COVID-19 impact consortium? Thank you, Margaret. We are very happy to be part of the COVID-19 impact consortium which is an initiative aimed at providing a platform for coordination and aggregation of efforts of key actors across the impact investing and inclusive business spectrum in Nigeria with a view to contributing to flattening the curve of the coronavirus pandemic and minimizing its adverse impact on livelihoods and businesses. Ford involvement in the consortium is actually a logical follow-up to our commitment to aligning our investment decision with our mission of working to reduce poverty and injustice, strengthen democratic values, promote international cooperation, and advance human achievement, all of which are today threatened by the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's not a coincidence that we are involved in this. It's really at the heart of the work we do globally, or more specifically in West Africa, where we have been in existence since 1958. 
The Inclusive Business Action Network, IBAN, is a project funded by the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development and the European Union. It is a project implemented by the GIZ. As a supporting member of the COVID-19 Impact Consortium that is focused on aggregating resources for impact um, enterprises and inclusive business, the audience will like to understand better what inclusive business stands for and its role um, within um, the consortium. Thank you, Paul, for inviting me to the show and for asking these questions. And inclusive businesses is actually a business that contributes to the improvement of lives of poor people, and at the same time, they are profitable businesses, meaning they are viable businesses. Now, the official definition from G20 is there that these businesses provide goods, services, and livelihoods on a commercially viable basis that are either at scale or scalable, really to people living at the base of the economic pyramid, meaning those people who are less fortunate, who have less income. Now, inclusive businesses make them part of their value chain of companies' core business as suppliers, distributors, retailers, or also as customers. Now, at the, at the moment, more than half of the world population, around 4.5 billion people, survive on less than eight US dollar per day. This is what we call the, bis, the base of the economic pyramid. And there are government programs, national and international foundations and charities that try to improve the situation of those people. But this is by far not enough and not always sustainable. And so inclusive businesses are not only sustainable, but they also create a triple win. And that is where I want to focus first a little bit so that we really know why it is important that we support inclusive businesses. Now, first, the company, as I already said, is a viable business and makes a profit and is therefore sustainable. That is the first win. Secondly, the poor people get better access to affordable services and products and can improve their livelihoods. That's the second win. And thirdly, the government can reduce their social expenditure because less people are dependent on government support. That's the third win. Now, and because of this triple win, the German government and the European Union are financing the Inclusive Business Action Network so that we can support those companies that have a social purpose in their business model and who want to scale their business. So let me tell now a little bit more about the Inclusive Business Action Network before I explain why we support the COVID-19 Impact Consortium in Nigeria. Now, the, the IBAN is a global initiative that is operating in Sub-Saharan Africa and Southeast Asia. We support the scaling and replication of inclusive businesses through capacity building programs for companies and policymakers. In addition, we also manage the largest global online platform on inclusive business that you can access also on www.inclusivebusiness.net. Now in Southeast Asia, we worked mainly with the 10 countries of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations and the regional organization ASEAN itself. Now, over a period of two years, we were able not only to increase the awareness of inclusive business for the economic development of the countries, 
but also to support some countries in developing their own inclusive business policies. And now this experience we bring now with us to Sub-Saharan Africa, in particular to Nigeria. In Ivan, we believe that you can learn best from those who went through a similar situation. And that is why we are facilitating a peer-to-peer -peer exchange between Nigerian and also Asian policymakers and support the development of IB-friendly policies in Nigeria. Now, earlier this year, we started our activities in Nigeria. Before the COVID-19 virus spread, we had a scoping mission in February. We started to talk to relevant stakeholders in government and also private sector to see how best we can support the development of inclusive business-friendly policies. And in addition, we also wanted to implement a program that supports inclusive businesses in Nigeria to get investment ready. That was our plan at the beginning of the year. But then the corona pandemic forced us also to adjust our capacity development program for companies and policymakers. It was clear that we want to respond to the immediate needs of companies and therefore we joined then forces with main stakeholders of the inclusive business and impact investments ecosystem in Nigeria to establish the COVID-19 impact consortium. Now, the impact of the corona pandemic has teached us that the coordination and collaboration is needed more than ever. Business as usual is not enough anymore. In this time, really extraordinary measures are needed. A lot of new initiatives, funds, etc., have been established over the last few weeks and months. It is good that so many attempts to respond are emerging. However, we need more coordination and collaboration among different funds and programs in order to be faster and more efficient than before. Now, new collaborations are suddenly possible which have been seen impossible before. Let, let me give you an example. Let me tell you here a very short example from Germany that we just experienced over the last month. A few months ago, the German government wanted to develop a corona warning app together with one private company and have the data centrally stored. After it was clear that there would be a big resistance to the idea of having data from the mobile phones of the users of the app centrally stored by the government, they had to change their strategy. And now something happened that nobody thought could be possible. Suddenly, the process was open to other actors as well. And in a relatively short period of time, a coalition of government, private sector, IT companies, researchers, civil society groups, computer clubs were able to come up with a corona warning app that complies with all the necessary data protection and at the same time helps the government to get a faster and better picture of the spread of the coronavirus. Now this is, was just only possible because all the players involved wanted to contribute their expertise and everyone was open and focused enough to develop the best possible app in a short period of time. So thanks to COVID-19, we could see such successful and quite unusual alliance. So, and I think 
that the COVID-19 impact consortium in Nigeria has the potential to make a difference in Nigeria. And that is why IBAN is proudly working together with AVPA, IIF, the Ford Foundation, and our sister project of GIZ, NICOP, in Nigeria. Because we are based here in Bonn, Germany, uh, but always work together with strong partners in the countries itself. But for me, this COVID-19 impact consortium, this can only be the beginning. The consortium is open for additional members from the private sector, from the investment sector, from the donors. The COVID-19 impact consortium can be the beginning of a new endeavor that might go beyond the corona crisis. I think it is up to the members to make this time a real difference through more collaboration and coordination. Now, so in this sense, I'm, I am encouraging those who are listening now and who want to be part of a real impactful coalition. If you are from the private sector or public sector or donor in Nigeria, please get in touch with one of the founding members of the COVID-19 Impact Consortium in Nigeria. We can achieve much more and faster if we work together. Thank you. Maria, Impact Investors Foundation commissioned a research paper on the state of impact investments in Nigeria and Ghana. Did the findings support the need for collaboration, uh, which made it easier to initiate the consortium? And also, which one of uh, the five pillars are you leading and how can interested organizations participate in this consortium? Thank you, Paul. The impact investing and policy landscape analysis, which were, was commissioned last year, looked at how the impact investing ecosystem had evolved since 2015. We wanted to address specifically the information gap in the impact investing space and also to propose uh, policy recommendations first to understand how the policy had either enabled or inhibited impact investing and proposed solutions. Interestingly, the findings show that there are twice as many impact investors who had come into the impact investing space, both in Nigeria and Ghana. Um, the number increased from 35 to 86, and this is despite the challenging macroeconomic climate in both countries. And in terms of deal flow, there was about a 16% increase in deal flow for existing investors. And looking at the impact investing space, the um, market is largely dominated by development finance institutions deploying over 80% of the capital or impact capital, which grew. Nigeria particularly, there was a 147% increase in impact capital deployed from $1.9 billion in 2015 to about $4.7 billion in 2019, which is huge. Um, looking at the three key um, pillars in the impact investing um, ecosystem, the supply of capital, the demand of, for capital, and the ecosystem under the supply of capital, the challenge that largely um, I, I was identified by the study was the narrow pipeline of viable investment, which was really echoed by most of the investors. There's a scarcity 
of investment-ready businesses, which limits the overall investment opportunity in the ecosystem. There actually is a limited talent of qualified business leaders. These are some of the challenges that they have on the supply side of capital. And the, the study identified so many, the funding, fundraising challenges in the system, difficulty of realizing exits and so on. And the demand side, there is a high failure rate for early stage businesses, which is a huge problem also for investors. Then there is a lack of understanding of the type of capital to seek. The study revealed that there's an outright preference for debt over equity. And those um, um, businesses that seek, for, um, that seek um, um, equity are those who already are um, highly in debt. So these are some of the findings that the IIF studies identified. Now moving to the ecosystem, there is um, um, a missing middle of accelerators supporting investor readiness. You know, as businesses graduate from early stage, significant support is still needed to professionalize and scale to a point of accepting larger volumes of impact capital. There is a limited supply of these kinds of support to help early stage businesses to reach growth stage. So if you look at some of these challenges identified, not even to talk about the um, um, policy areas, if we are going to bring in some meaningful solutions to some of these challenges, we need to collaborate with other stakeholders to, to move us from this point to where we ought to be. Now with the COVID-19 pandemic, these challenges are now being exacerbated. So the COVID-19 Impact Consortium gives us that unique opportunity to collaborate with other stakeholders like the AVPA, the GIZ, NICOP, um, the Ford Foundation, IBAN, to provide solutions to small businesses and inclusive businesses in our space to actually have access to finance. If access to finance was a problem pre-COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic certainly has exacerbated this challenge. So um, for us at IIF, what was quite interesting for us was to see how we can create an opportunity for small businesses, social enterprises, and even inclusive businesses to have access to um, finance to scale through this um, trying times. And so we are leading on the shared emergency liquidity facility arm, which will leverage on already existing um, um, platforms where suppliers have initiatives um, and, and funding for small businesses. So working with other pillars, especially the advisory um, part of pillar of the impacts COVID-19 impact consortium to identify um, um, social enterprises and inclusive businesses who qualify to receive this kind of funding to enable that they do not go under during this COVID-19 period so this is, these are some of the reasons why IIF is excited to be a part of the COVID-19 Impact Consortium to see how we can get real-time solutions to ensure that we crush COVID-19 in Nigeria and ensure that our social purpose organizations, social enterprises and inclusive businesses scale through this very trying time. So if individuals want to reach out to us, I'm sure the um, producers will put our contact details to reach out to us to become we would a like part to of thank any our of the five pillars of this consortium. From the Ford Foundation, Christian Jen from the IBAN, Anna Vinabras from the GIC and ICOP, 
and Maria Glover from the Impact Investors Foundation. We thank you for your time and for sharing how this consortium will lead to the support of SMEs and MSMEs during this economic crisis. Join us next time on our next episode when we'll be discussing what's going on with COVID-19 around the world and also adding the African diaspora perspective. Until then, on behalf of my co-hosts, Paul and Maggie, thank you for listening. I am Toyin Adegite Moore. Please stay well and be safe.